Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome back, Misfits, and welcome back to a new episode. Today, we're starting a new series. New series. Yeah, yeah. we're starting a new series. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, I don't think we'll ever be a sound effect podcast, <laughs> but you know, that's what you get right this there. This one was pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. We're starting a new series, and it's called The Process. So, in this series, we're giving you examples in the Bible of how everything is a process. We're talking about four important people in the Bible, and we're talking about the process that they went through to get to, you know, to get from who they were to who God called them to be. Yes. So in this episode in particular, we're talking about good old David. Yes. Yes. King David. We're talking about how David he went the from David the Shepherd, aka David the King. King yeah. David. He did it. So all. he did it all. <laughs> so we're talking about how David went through the process of being a shepherd and from a shepherd to a king. So that's a story that we're gonna take you through today. So King David was not born into royalty. He entered life as a humble shepherd, rose to power, founded a dynasty, and became a central figure for many future generations. Which, if you read the Bible, you know how impactful like the life of David actually was. Mm -hmm. right. David's story starts in the book of Samuel, chapter 16. That's 1 Samuel, chapter 16. And it goes on for, you know, a good long time. Yeah, he's in a lot, and he's living in Judges, and he does Psalms, so... This is just where it starts. Yes. You know, but yes. Just so you have an idea. Please know that he is all over that Bible. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> yes. He really is. Yes. So we know that Saul is the first king of Israel, but he's not doing a good job. So then God sent the prophet Samuel to Bethlehem, telling him he was going to anoint the next king. Samuel went to Jesse's house and had to go through all of his sons until God told him which one to pick. Samuel was guided to David and anointed him as the next king. So at this point, he's anointed. And then what happened? Nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. Nothing yeah. immediately changed, but now we know what will because he's been anointed. Yeah. So we have this information, but like nothing really changes. Exactly. Like... We had the information, but we didn't know what to do with our hands. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what to do with the information. So we do learn that David is a humble shepherd and a talented musician. Because Saul had disobeyed God, God's spirit has departed from him. So Saul is having, he's having a really hard time. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough yeah. out there. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be a king, but he doesn't have God's anointing anymore. And I just can't imagine how difficult that must be. Yeah. Because yep. now you're not operating in your purpose. Right. Now he's just, now in his own like, yeah, like mentality. He's doing everything strength. out of his own power. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Saul is going through, the Bible literally tells us Saul is going through some depression and fear and someone suggests that they get someone to play music for him when he's quote unquote being tormented by the troubling spirit. So someone suggests good old David. He's yeah. like, hey, um, you're going through a hard time, homie. Let me try and help you. I think a nice little harp, you know, yeah. a nice little flute. Some nice calming music. Some nice instrumentals will help you. I know this guy. His name is David. And really I think good. he can, yeah, I think he can help you out. Yeah. So... David is taken to Saul's court where his harp was so soothing that Saul called for David whenever he was tormented by the quote unquote evil spirit that was sent to him by God. Something cool to note is that whenever David would play for Saul, the Bible says that the spirit would go away. So it's cool to think that when God puts you in a specific place, it's to solve a specific problem. Yeah, like it was, it's pretty cool the situation that David was kind of put in and just to see the impact that it had on Saul, even though he was like, having a really rough time yes just how important that was yeah and and how um how you know that. god's hand being on david the fact that he's like i'm gonna play this harp and then all of a sudden like the evil spirit would leave it's just very yeah. cool yeah and he, he was already anointed but he wasn't king yet but you can already see like the impact that he was doing because of his relationship with god now. definitely 
So in this part of the story is what we, we had talked about in our previous episode. We're not going to go into it. We had already recorded the David and Goliath story, so you can go back to listen to that. But in this part of the story is what we talked about in a previous episode where David's dad, Jesse, sent him to check on his brothers. And of course, David kills Goliath and ends up being Saul's army commander. So we already talked about that in the previous episode of David and Goliath. So you can go back and listen to that. But we're just going to we're just going to whiz right through that. Yeah, the detail is in the other episodes. So. Yes. After David has become Saul's army commander, David is now working for Saul, and one day he's playing his harp like he do, you know, and the tormenting spirit that had taken over Saul was driving him crazy. Saul, in that moment, had a spear in his hand, and he threw it at David, but the Bible said that David escaped him twice. That's pretty scary. Yes. So they give us an example of when Saul had the spear in his hand and threw it at him, right? But mm -hmm. then the Bible tells you it happened twice. So it's already happened twice. Mm -hmm. Now to get teachy, keep in mind at this point, David was overlooked by his father because when Samuel came to pick the next king, Jesse didn't even call for David. Mm -hmm. It was Samuel with, with God's wisdom that called for David. And now he's working for a king, right? King Saul that right. supposedly loves him but he's tried to hurt him twice. <laughs> the Bible says Saul wanted to pin him to the wall. So he wasn't trying to kill David, but maybe he was trying to assert his dominance over him and show him who's boss. Yeah, it doesn't say that he was trying to kill him. I mean, a spear I think is pretty aggressive, but he, de he definitely like was not happy with him and was like wanting to show, there was like, like I'm the king yes. and I'm the boss. You work for me. Maybe he didn't really know why he was upset with David, but right. he was, you yes. know, and yes. this was his way of And like, I'm sure he was like, because I think as we're reading the Bible, like we know he was in, in Saul's palace. So if Saul wanted to kill him, he could have. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I just, I just want to annoy you. Yeah. Yes. I just want to hurt you. Yeah. I just want you to know I'm the king. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the boss around here. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, Saul is afraid of David because the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. And David continued to succeed in everything he did because the Lord was with him. Mm -hmm. So then Saul wants David gone and he plots ways to send him to battle with the Philistines so they can kill him. And Saul doesn't actually have to do it himself. Yeah, you can kind of see the progression. Like you see him like throwing the spear, kind of wanting to hurt David. And now he's like, I kind of want him gone, but I don't want to do it. So I'm going to do this next thing. So you kind of see like Saul just getting worse and worse yeah. against David. Right. Like, I don't want to get my hands dirty. So yeah. let me, but plot he still this. wants to be like, let me plot him. this evil scheme. Yeah. yeah. So the Bible tells us that Saul was going to give David one of his daughters. So he was going to become the king's son-in-law. All he had to do to become his son-in-law was to present the king with 200 Philistine foreskins. Basically, like, kill 200 Philistines or at least subdue them in some way. Yes. And I then they bring back this. the evidence, which was the foreskin. Which was a like, very... Um, this is what I did. Of the time. Yeah. Evidence. Yeah. It's biblical. I, we're uh, not going to get into that. This is straight Bible. This, yes. These aren't our words. This no. is a Bible. Yes, yes. I don't think we would... Either of us would choose to use that word in a sentence. So here we are. Or so, even do this. <laughs> yeah. So David being David and having God with him went with some men and killed 200 Philistines and presented them to the king. So Saul gave his daughter Michal to David to be his wife. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michal loved him, Saul became even more afraid of him and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. That's crazy. The rest of his life. That's so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Dramatic. 
Very right? dramatic. Like these are two these are two relatively young men. Like they're not gonna yeah. die anytime soon. Right. The re- I'm saying right now. Yeah. You are my enemy. And for he the wasn't rest like a, a kid either, where he you know could say like I hate you forever. Right. Like you know he was in a conscious mind at least to be like, what? Like, yeah. How forever? Yeah. Like, that I really extreme. don't like you, man. But that was his degree of like hate towards yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah. So. Every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Saul still doesn't like him. He keeps plotting to kill David because now he really hates him because everyone loves David. Even his own (laughs) daughter and his son, Jonathan, is actually David's best friend. So he's not happy at all. Right. Then again, David is minding his business, playing his harp, and Saul throws another spear at him And the Bible says, David dodged out of the way and leaving the spear stuck in the wall, he fled and escaped into the night. So that's the third time. Him and his spear. Okay, why did he just have it like a cane? Like he just has a spear in his hand. I guess it was a spear. He was sitting on his Game of Thrones (laughs) and he had a spear in his hand. (laughs) So yeah, so this whole part of the story, uh, we'll kind of summarize because it's mostly just Saul trying to kill David and then David just trying to get away. So David is running, he's hiding in caves and in the wilderness, trying to stay safe yeah, and stay to avoid away from, him. Mm-hmm. from Saul because of all these attempts that had already been you know, done against him. So yeah. he was like, I need to run. <laughs> so in two points in the story, David has the opportunity to kill Saul, uh, but David did not kill him. He knew very well that Saul was not only still a king, but that he was anointed and chosen by God. Uh, so David understood that if he did something like this, that would go against God. And so he didn't want to harm Saul for that reason. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so he, knowing his life was in danger, he still respected that and understood that, you know. So then Saul and David talk, you know, after all these attempts, they talk and they kind of sort of make peace about it, right? So he's like, okay, I'm not gonna try to kill you. And then Saul left and David went back to the cave. He still kept running because in his mind, he was like, I'm not totally convinced about this guy not wanting to kill me. But, like, I'm glad we had a conversation, but I'm still going to hide. Yeah, I'm it's gonna, funny like, because they safe. have a couple of conversations, but mm-hmm. every time they have the conversation, it's like, okay, you go that way, I'll go this way. Yeah. Because I know you don't mean it. <laughs> it, it feels very, like, Looney Tunes, kind of, yes. like, let's just part ways or yes. something. But, like, one of them is always still plotting against the other Right. One, which I'm sure that's how David felt. Like, listen, we made kind of a peace, like, we agree- made an agreement. Yeah. But I'm still going to go the other way. Yeah, I'm just going to stay out of your way, basically. Because yeah, yeah. you don't like me. You know what I mean? So I'm just so, going to stay out of your way. Let's just minimize the opportunities, basically. Okay, so keep in mind that we have summarized a lot because David's story is very long. Every attempt and all these things that happen like go in a lot more detail in the Bible. But we just want to summarize so you understand like all the times that this happened and, and the conversations and the encounters that they had together. But here we are at the end of the story. So the Philistines attack Israel. And an archer, like, you know, the ones with the bow and arrow, they throw an arrow and they actually hurt King Saul when they're in battle. And Saul tells his armor bearer, take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to run me through and taunt and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. So he basically killed himself. David then finds out that that King Saul is dead and he asks God if he should go back to Judah. And God says yes to go to uh, Hebron. Which so, is awesome because it was like, he's like, I'm still on the run. I'm yeah. not trying to get in his face. I don't want him to kill me. Do you want me to go back now? Yeah. Which like, is, is awesome. it okay? Yeah. Is it, he asked is it for time? permission. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Which is a big thing with Saul. Kind of kept him from being king was because 
He took a lot of opportunities to just decide himself. Yeah, like he got antsy. Yeah. And just wouldn't ask, didn't have the forethought to ask God before he mm -hmm. did something. And he's just like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, like, I'm the and king, then, I can decide. Exactly. And, and, it just, and that was a big difference. So when you're reading the, if hopefully you go and read this, but you see that a lot with David. Basically every time he made a decision, it was like, God, is this okay? Okay, I'm going, you know? Yeah. He always had that confirmation from God. So David does, he takes his whole family and settles in the villages near there. And then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. And so that's how David becomes king. That was his whole process. That's what he had to go through in order to get to this place now, in order to become king. So David had to endure a lot to make it to this point of him being anointed king. So David had to, had to endure a lot to make it to being king. And so these are the things he had to go through. First, he had to get over the offense of being overlooked by his father. So Samuel came to pick a king and he went to Jesse's house and he, Jesse, Jesse didn't even call David. Jesse had a lot of sons. And so he presented them all to Samuel and they're like, no, it's not this one. No, it's not this one. And finally he like remembers David. Like at the end, poor David, he's out in the field working. Yeah, cause Samuel goes, wait, are these all of your sons? And he's like, oh, yeah. I do have one more. Yeah. He's out there working in the field though. You don't want him. And he's like, call him. Right. <laughs> call him, we need him. Yeah. So yeah, there's this whole moment where they forget about, or at least Jesse forgets about his own son. Yes. Like, so oh, we're sure right. that that's something that David of course had to deal with yeah. eventually, you know, like psychologically. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm sure it was something that was talked about or he felt from his father. So the very obvious overlook from that. So. That's kind of first. And then second, he had to deal with being anointed king and then like kind of nothing happening. I mean, God had a plan, but as far as he knew, like there was no plan after he got anointed. No one told him what to do next. He was like, okay, you're gonna be king, so just sit tight. Uh, so no plan, he didn't have a crown, nothing was going on. In this situation, he had to manage seeing the vision and knowing the promise from God. He understood that he had to wait and just be patient for this to come to fruition. And so he, yeah, he did a whole lot of waiting. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of things like we, like we mentioned, like a lot of things he had to go through, but as far as him knowing when he was gonna become king, he didn't know. So he just kind of kept waiting, kind of kept doing, doing what he was doing, but you know, knowing that he had a promise, but he had to wait on it. Right. And then third, he had to work for the king that he was going to replace. So again, keep in mind, David knew he was gonna replace Saul, but Saul didn't know this. He might've maybe thought so because of all the events that were happening. Like this kid is like really- yeah, He's something special. Yeah, and like I God's don't like with it. him now, yeah. he's not with me. Like, you know, he could have picked up on that stuff, but God didn't reveal that to Saul, so it wasn't something that he knew directly. But David did. David knew he was going to be king. And kind of like what we mentioned, David had the opportunity to learn from Saul. And really, he learned like what not to do and the kind of king that he didn't need to be because he saw all the things he did wrong and the way that God just separated from him and didn't like honor him as a king anymore. Kind of said, oh, you're done. You know, like yeah. this is Israel. And something that's not talked about is that when he was the commander of the army, he probably learned a lot too. You know what I mean? They oh, don't yeah, mention sure. that. He was learning what kind of king not to be, but he was also learning how to command an army, which is really cool. Yeah, and I mean, I think you see that when he does go and fight mm -hmm. because you see all the things and the fact that he wins because he's doing it all like, ask, again, asking God like, hey, I'm going, you're gonna be with me and then being victorious in yeah. those moments. Sometimes God gives us the opportunity to see what we're stepping into before we actually go into it. So I think that's a good lesson that we can take from David's situation. Like he went in there and understood like, hey, there's some stuff here that I need to learn what not to do 
things that I'm gonna go into a similar situation and I need to know like what can I learn from this for when it's my time? And I think that was important for David to to see and, yes. and learn from that. Yeah. And then fourth, I'm sure David thought he found also like a father figure. Like we talked about him being overlooked. Now there was this king who like kind of took him under his arm, under his wing. You know, he could look up to him as like, hey, I'm going to be like you one day. So what can I learn? Like maybe there's a connection here, a relationship we can build. But he's living in his castle, helping him, playing in the music, being the army commander. And then this man just tries to kill him like many times. Yeah. But David stayed in his service. And when he had the chance to actually kill him, he didn't. He understood like the bigger picture and knew that, you know, I'm going to be king. I can't do this. I need to respect uh, yeah. the one And in this now. regard, it was probably also a disappointment, right? Because now he has Saul. Saul likes me. Saul supports me. Everything is going well. And then all and of a sudden you start turns. doing too well. And now he's turning against you. So that's something mm -hmm. else. That's more baggage he had to deal with. Because yeah. now he's disappointed because he thought it was going to go this way. And it's going it completely. Mm -hmm. Like the man wants to kill me now. And now I have to run. So yeah. that's a completely different. And still respect him yes. and like honor him because he's yes. still king. But like he's fearing for his life and like. Yes. Which just shows us how the whole time he was just putting God first. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Very, very intentional in that. So with all this, the moral of the story is we need to be more like David in this sense. Uh, we need to hold on to that vision that God has given us and understand that there's a perfect timing that God has. We don't know it, but God has a timing and we'll know it'll, it'll come to pass. When it'll come to pass is sometimes it makes us a little anxious, you know, but we know that he does. Like there's a reason why things happen and you know, God promises things to us and we just need to, we need to hold on. So just so you know, David's story does continue. There's other things of course that happen in his life. And like we mentioned at the beginning, it's, David's all over the Bible, but this is kind of, this is the process that he took or that happened to him from when he was a shepherd, when we first were introduced to David and how uh, he was like anointed king. Yes, like initially becomes yeah. king, but there's a lot more I mean, he does a lot in goes his, into his yeah. like life as a as king, a king yeah. but this is just when he becomes king and that's where we're stopping. Yeah. But please yeah. know that there's more. We definitely encourage you to read the rest of the story. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We just wanted, this is one of a couple that we're doing in this series, but we just yes. wanted to share how everything in the Bible, cause we know of King David, right? Mm -hmm. But let's talk about David the shepherd and yeah. everything that he had to go through to get to where he was because everything is a process and the process is typically like that wilderness season but it's also your preparation season so yeah. we just wanted to bring that to light we're going to talk about some more people we just hope that it brings value to you we hope that you learn something and if you're going through something and you're going through a process just know that that there's no question that you will come out the other side right. but just keep god for in the forefront and focus and hold on to the promise and you'll get there when it's time when it's got everything to god everything exactly to god. exactly just I, put him I feel first. like if you just put god first whatever that may be like that's just gonna help you stay on that path and whatever decisions you make exactly yeah. so advice from fran and yadi put god first <laughs> work in the waiting work in the waiting so we hope you enjoyed this episode as always this is fran this is yadi we are the midtown misfits and we will see you next week bye, bye.